Hey everybody, before we get started, we have a very important and probably sad announcement for about five of you. Yeah, at least somebody. Uh, at least somebody. Johnny B, maybe. <laughs> uh, maybe Bert. They'll uh, both be torn up, yeah. Maybe Jason Passons out there. But uh, sad for everybody, I think, in on this side of the microphone. Um, is that your side? On this side of the ears. Yeah. Maybe it's not sad for you, but this is our last episode. And we didn't, when we recorded it, we didn't plan, plan it this way. But it kind of has evolved in the last couple of days to where this will be the last episode. Yeah, we've just done some uh, assessments and... Soul-searching, you might say? Yeah, just kind of discussed our overall place in this uh, beer world and what we've done with the show and where it could go. And uh, a lot of ways, I think we've done a lot of what I really have wanted to do with the show. I think we met a lot of nice people, some awesome Mm -hmm. people. I uh, realize there's a really awesome craft brew scene here. Uh, shared that with folks that have yeah. dared to listen to us. And we really appreciate the time and effort from anybody we've ever interviewed, anybody that's been on, uh, you know, Javi, mm-hmm. uh, whoever else has been regular. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we really do appreciate that. But it's just kind of come to a point where I think we're starting to kind of recycle. Uh, it's starting to kind of fall into, uh, you know, lazier habits because it's easy. And kind of a commitment uh, more than being just kind of the full-blown, passionate project it was when Mm -hmm. we first came out of the gate. Yeah, I think when we started the show, we wanted to be different. And I think we were, in a lot of respects. For better or for worse, we were different than a lot of beer review shows out there. Strictly beer. I mean, there's a lot of beer and shows. Beer and boards, or beer and political talk, or whatever. So, for a pure beer show, I think we had a lot of goals. And like you said, I think we met a lot of those goals. We, I think we were different than a lot of shows out there. And, um, I think that our lives have changed so much in the last three years. Cause I think we've been doing this almost three years. Yeah. 2015 things, have, things have changed a lot in the beer scene. Things a lot have changed a lot with us. And I think for us, it just kind of felt, we just realized in the last two days that it's a natural conclusion for us on this show. And it's for many reasons. Like for me, as my interest in becoming more healthy in the last year, it's been a year this June that I kind of started a new path in life. As my interest in becoming more healthy and losing weight and getting into martial arts again, I mean, my my uh, interest in craft beer has waned. And it's not that I don't like craft beer. Um, I still love it. But I just I don't drink as much. And as a result, I don't keep up with the news as much. And as a result, I don't go to events as much. You know, it's like a compounding thing. And, you know, we have to be that involved. We have to be into all of that to have a good show that Mm -hmm. was the basis for the premise of this show. Right. And, I'm, you know, I'm the same way. I need to to get healthier and need to stay focused on that. And it's hard to... It's hard to get up uh, a lot of excitement for doing a lot of these events these days. Mm -hmm. And it's nothing against those events. They're, They're fun. And... I'd still like to do some of those sometimes. I definitely will. You know, it's yeah. not those of uh, you that know us, the very few that do and are out there. You will still see us at events on occasion for sure. You just won't be in the podcast interview mm. variety. Um, and yeah, I just, I think it'll also kind of allow the times we do dip into the craft beer scene uh, to be more just entertainment, uh, kind of yeah. like it was before we started the show and doesn't have to be so analytical and right. we don't have to think about, oh, what's the... What's the content for the next episode? When do we have to edit the next episode? Yeah, it's there's a lot of work if you haven't done a podcast. <laughs> Going to promotion and editing and there there is construction. There is uh, if you're if you're audio file nerds yeah. like we are that we want to. There are some shows that don't necessarily worry about worry about production value. They just put something out there. And sure. you know, for me, if I'm putting out a a, a project. I want it to be as good as we can make it audio wise because it drives me up the wall if I don't put my best foot forward. And I think this is part of why it's becoming a, it's a natural conclusion too, is because I don't feel like I have been putting my best foot forward in with respect to this show. Um, because I don't, it's not that I don't want to go to the events. It's that I don't want to go to a, an event where it's obligatory drinking all the time. And if we're really going to get out there and hustle and make this the best event, it's going to be, those things happen weekly around here. I mean, right. there's craft beer events all the time. And that would mean we're out drinking multiple beers at least once a week. And that's yeah. not something I have an interest in doing at this point in my life. And to me, and then turn around and then that, that kind of just shapes itself into that. I'm not putting out the best. The, I'm not putting my best foot forward in podcasting. And that doesn't, that's a disservice to the people who listen to this show. Right. And so it's just kind of like this. It's a, it's a, a 
it's been a thing that's been evolving over time, and I think it just kind of broke through for both of us in the last couple of days. Yep, I would agree. I think that pretty much sums it up, really. So we appreciate, we definitely appreciate everybody who ever listened to the show, um, everybody who emailed us regularly and all that. We we appreciate all of you. Um, it's been a great three years. People who have sent us beer will still drink it, even though yes. we won't be reviewing it on the show. Yes, so we'll still you. drink it. Uh, we'll still check, in, <laughs> check into Untapped and all that. Um, and you might find us popping up on other beer shows once in a while. Uh, Stefan, he'll be here. Uh, he's been on the show before. He'll be here in the next couple of weeks. And I'll be on that show. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll tweet out that stuff when it comes along if you have an interest in listening. Sure. And, uh, you know, we probably have another project coming in down the pipe pretty soon. And if so if you want to keep listening to us, it, we'll still be here if in you audio like form. Some, the personality-wise. Yes. But, uh, if you only came for the content, you it, might yeah, be Yeah. If you only came for the beer, <laughs> that probably won't be here much anymore. Right. So this is going to be a more media-focused podcast uh, pop culture so sure. if you're if you like pop culture if you like watching things if you like viewing things with your eyes or just listening to them but not looking at them right like you do this show then this might be a show for you um but I mean, we're let's, let's, you know you stare at your phone and watch right. the seconds go by yeah which you can i guess yes but it's a little odd so we'll, we'll definitely you know as we as we figure things out on that project front um we've got a good concept in mind um, we'll put out a trailer. We'll let you know where you can find it. We may just replace this feed with that new show. You don't know. <laughs> but I would encourage you, if you like the show, and if for some reason you want to listen to old episodes, I, I would say if we don't take, if we're going to take down the feed and, and go to a new feed for the new show, this is your chance. Yeah, so you get about a month to download all the episodes. Otherwise, they might disappear forever at that point. They might be on the Wayback Machine or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we might be able to upload them to archive.org or something. Right. Um, if, if that's without minus all the show notes, because I'm not going to take the time to do <laughs> 150 plus episodes of show notes one sure. at a time. I have no desire to do that. Um, but if you if you want to download them, then by all means, have at it. Uh, you know, download all you can um, because they will probably go away at some point. And this, if we if we pursue this new project, then this feed will probably be replaced with that new one. But say, stick around. You might enjoy the new project. It's it's a bit of a retro show, a retro concept, and and uh, involves TV probably. So I, I hope everybody will enjoy it um, as long as it gets off the ground. Right. So for uh, Dustin and Mark. For Mark, I'm Dustin. Enjoy the last episode. You're listening to the Screaming Pods Network. Drink beer. Think beer. You're listening to Broodlands. Drink beer, think beer, right? That's right. Drink beer and think beer. And today we're going to get a little, I hope not depressing, but we've got kind of a themed episode and it's just happenstance. It wasn't planned this way. We're crying a little bit. Uh, Yeah, we're going to cry. We're going to shed some tears. We're going to go through therapy together. But it just kind of happened to fall this way that a big, well, we're going to be talking about Brewdog's Nanny State, if you can't Mm. tell by the episode title. And Nanny State is a low ABV beer. And we had this shipped in Kit's butt again. Yeah. Um, all the way from Sweden. He shipped his beer it. up here, yes. As far as I know, we can't get it in the United States. No, we um, can't. I've looked for it. Yeah, I, as far as I know. Um, but there was also, in the last couple of weeks, the owner of Hill Farmstead in, I think they're in Vermont? Yeah, they're in Vermont. Sean Hill. So he was over in Europe. Um, he was a keynote speaker at a conference, and he sat down with a journalist, and they were talking to him about a variety of things, uh, his career, how Generic, he started with yes. yeah, Hill Farmstead, things like that. Yeah. And the interesting thing to come out of this article was, as the title of this uh, article on the ad, Morning Advertiser says, which is such a generic name, uh, <laughs> the beer industry not discussing mental health and alcohol link. Mm. And the whole article talks about Sean Hill's position on drinking and how in the craft beer industry we should be more responsible for talking about the link between mental issues and uh, drinking. And, you know, we talked last week about CBD and right. how it's helped both of us uh, with stress relief, um, anxiety, things like right. that. And I think this is kind of a similar thing that we've both talked about uh, a lot of times. Cause he's not just talking about someone who has like bipolar disorder or something like right. that. He's speaking more to interestingly how we use, beer as a crutch or alcohol as a crutch and it's something that uh that we're not talking about in the beer industry and frankly that is so common in society it is and it's i can't say i blame breweries for not discussing it because sure it is that kind of kills their brand yes it kills it's their whole reason for existing is for Mm -hmm. you to drink and imbibe but 
it's an interesting position to take. So he says uh, about anxiety and uh, you know problems with alcohol. Uh, he says, or mental health, I should say, uh, not alcohol. He says, I don't know anyone in the beer world who isn't struggling with it. Look at every photo from festivals like McKellar Beer Celebration, where the uh, guys from Steph and Mike, Mike, Steph and Mike, and his partner, uh, they were just at that. He said, uh, people are drinking 10 glasses of beer every day and living this wild traveling lifestyle. It really isn't healthy. And then he continues. He said, uh, talks about how in when he was getting, when his brewery was first starting to explode, when they became the number one brewery, according to rate beer in the world, um, he said, I don't really remember much of 2014 through 2016. Those years are complete black holes to me. If I met you during the time, I wouldn't remember. He said, uh, imagine brewing four to five days a week, managing 15,000 square foot build out while also trying to keep your girlfriend, staff and customers happy. It was too much. My mental health at that time was probably shit. I was doing 12 wow. to 14 hour days. And because I lived 15 feet away from the brewery, there was very little decompression. I would typically drink too much in order to decompress. And then I wouldn't sleep well. Then when I woke up, I would still be tired. So then I would drink as much caffeine as I could, which would then accelerate an overall sense of anxiety. It was a vicious circle. I felt like shutting in the brewery every single day, but at the same time, you need that darkness to define your success or have something to aspire to. It is only in relation to that time in my life that you then, that you then become to, un- it's a phrase weird. That you then come to understand and put yourself in a better position, or understand yourself and put yourself in a better position, I should say. So that's the first part. There's three parts to this article I think are kind of interesting. But that first part, I think you and I can both relate to. We've had, sure. you know, I would say our ups and downs with drinking. Um, you know, I'm in a period of my life where just for health's sake, trying to lose weight, I don't drink as much. You know, I yeah. pretty much the only time I drink beer right now is is when we're doing the show. Yeah. And yeah, me too. Maybe that's yeah gives me a lack of credibility in some people's eyes. It's, but it's, well, I have found that I don't suffer from the depressive effects of alcohol, which people don't talk about, especially coming off of drinking too much, the depressive qualities of that. Um, you know, I, I, and, the, and those things I don't miss. I, I love beer. Well, I, I love the taste of beer. I love all the variety that's in beer. But there are, there are a number of negative effects of that, which is not just weight, which I'm trying to get down, sure. but also the mental health issues in that. And there's a lot around that, too. I mean, you're talking about <clears throat> not even just depression, but, you know, liver health, body health in general, caloric intake. Right. You know, and, I mean, it, it's got all the negatives for sure. I mean, technically, alcohol, you know, is a poison that your body's trying to push out of you. Right. As much as, you know, we like to have a kick-ass time where we're consuming it. That's definitely just a fact. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, on top of that, you know, it alters your, it alters your state. It makes you think things or you know, act ways that you don't normally. And it does, it has, it has a fun element, but it also has a very negative element at a certain point, especially if you're getting to the point where this guy's talking about where if you're drinking daily and then you're also having to counter out, you're drinking with caffeine and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's a bad level to be at. I've been there. Yeah. I mean, like between the sometimes of the work, like there was a long time where I was drinking every night. Um, See, I've never quite gone that far. I've I've had down periods, which right now I'm in one. I'm only mm-hmm. drinking today because we're doing this for the show. I'm kind of in a dry period. But, yeah, I, I've never had a daily. I, yeah. I definitely haven't had that. But I've even had- even the periods like over the holidays or something where I drink like a bunch. Yeah. Um, you know, when you come out of that, sometimes you're kind of like, eh, man, I feel better when I don't do that all yeah. the time <laughs> instead of doing it constantly. You know, I mean, yeah, it's real kick-ass and cool, but... To do it like, oh, yeah, I drink every day. It's awesome. I go drink all these different beers. Like, But, yeah, you know, there's times where maybe you just take a break and you'll end up feeling better. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, I felt up until I had a hospital scare a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, I felt I had I was in the hospital for a couple of days. Um, you know, I like I, I felt great. And I haven't. That's from prolapse anus, though. Yeah, I mean, that's a different thing. It had nothing to do with my drinking. Yeah. Uh, it's just your sexual activity. Yeah, it's just my sexual proclivities. Yeah. Um. But I felt great. Like, you know, I, I've been working out a lot more, and I think I've been a more healthy individual, and I think it's something that should be talked about. There's many times when I've... Just find a, you I've know, been, at the mark slash workout. You that's know? right. <laughs> but no, like... You can I've, watch all those workouts. But I've gone months where I would drink every day. No. And and usually it was whiskey, not beer. Like, I would I would drink beer. Some days I would mix them. I would combine them. You know, beer and whiskey. And you tend to have the idea that whiskey is maybe better because it has less calories or whatever, but... Still, the alcohol effect yeah. on the body, you know, it's, it's pretty amount, much similar. I was, I, yeah. the, I'm lucky, lucky slash cursed in that I don't typically get a hangover. Yeah. I have to drink a lot to get a hangover. 
So there's not. I think we're kind of in that same boat. I, don't, I very rarely get hangovers too. Yeah, there's our not, wives are not in that boat. No, you and no. I are. <laughs> I know there, we're pretty lucky on that front. It, it, like I said, it, it's it's good slash a curse because yeah. it's also like I don't have that mental check the next morning and be like, oh, other than other than the stupid shit I've done. Yeah, when I've been drunk, uh, I don't have that mental check or that that check that physical check. Other than sometimes resulting depression. Right. Um. But it's also it, it's. You have to realize at some point you have to address your own problems. You know, for me, though, the depression side really comes out a lot because I don't remember what I did. And if I do hear what I did and it was stupid, then I'm depressed about the fact that I did that. You know, it's kind of like, oh, man, I can't believe you did that dumb shit while you were, you know, you drank that much. But, um, you know, I'm sure I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast understands that because I feel like craft beer, it's a joke in the industry to say, you know, oh, it's cool we have this, uh, you know, craft beer realm because it makes my drinking problem seem like a fun hobby or whatever. Right. There's a lot of memes around that and stuff. But at the same time, like, I think everybody we know, I'm not going to call anybody's names out, obviously, but almost everybody we know has taken a break at some point because they have been over-consuming too much mm-hmm. and they need to, like, dial it back. Yeah, and reset. And, I mean, is that... Is that a good thing? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think craft well, beer in a lot of ways is really any different than people who, you know, drink a lot of whiskey and drink a lot of vodka and drink a lot of bourbon or whatever. I think it's all kind of the same in a lot of ways. It is. I think it's good that, at least the people we know, like, it's good to acknowledge that you've been doing too much and you need no, to No, I decide. agree with that, yes. That, that's, that's, you're being aware of yourself. Right. I also had, a, you know, a stepfather who was a complete alcoholic and didn't acknowledge he had a problem. That was even worse. But sure, at yeah. least, at least people can recognize the problems. That's great. You just have to realize you have to get at your core issues. And right. You can't. It, alcohol is just a temporary salve for that. It's not going to fix your problem. It's a dopamine pump. Right. And makes you happy at right. the time. And you get in that habit of getting that dopamine hit. And then that's what happens. You know, it's, yeah. it's very easy to get in that realm. You know, it, it and just is. do that over and over again. It is. And I, I mean, I'll do it a few times a year. It's just, nope. it sucks. But it's, it's the, for the last year, I've been really good about avoiding that. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm down uh, 90 pounds as of yesterday. You know, like, it's good. I, I've gotten out of the habit. And yeah. I, there are days I miss it. Uh, there are days I miss, like, there are many days I wish I was like, God, I wish I could just have a beer right now. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to because I got sure. specific goals, you know. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I wish it wasn't an issue, but I wish it, wasn't it an does issue. happen. Yeah, yeah but uh, unfortunately, 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 I let, I let myself get out of control one too many times. And I have to learn the lesson. I have to find yeah. a, I'm trying to find a new balance. Yeah, right, you know, like, right now, my balance is yeah. don't drink most of the time. Right now, it's only drink when I'm doing the show most most of the time. And it's worse for some people. Like you know, I got family issues. I don't know if you have yeah. that too, but you know, you got to also make more, pay more attention for the fact that you have that. Yeah, going I've, on. Got, I've got alcoholism in my family. Yeah, sure. so I'm you know, on. you got to worry about that. Yeah. And you got to make sure you're not falling into that trap. But um, that's not to say don't drink beer, don't have fun. No. But it is also to recognize that. As much as our American culture like pushes every social social situation, everything has to be like, oh, you you go here and you have this drink, you go here and have that drink. Like, it's kind of okay to go to some places and be like, I'm not going to drink this place. I'm not going to drink at that place. You can have much, just as much fun. Like I've been doing that this last month mm-hmm. before this episode. Obviously, drink today some for this show, but yeah, I, I've gone to several different things and not had a drink and you know actually it's been perfectly fine and i've enjoyed it it's been fun like you don't have to have alcohol to have fun and you don't it, I, I just feel like our society in america especially maybe europe's the same way i, I can't confirm that because you know that's all the way over there that's right that's like a way way away it thing basically just doesn't but exist. yeah it's like you know who cares about that that's over there but here it's it's a big thing right you know every happy hour go hang out with a friend go grab a beer and hang out with a friend like oh, that's got, what you do that's like got pub culture yeah. there i mean they yeah eat, you're right yeah you know? I, I know i'm just being stupid on that but i'm just saying that here like it's very common to be like oh i haven't seen you while you want to go grab a beer and hang out like you can't yeah. just go let's go grab some uh, i don't know extreme fajitas and hang out or something like i don't know yeah. you, you could do something else but well, we just they, don't do that much here i mean i i have often thought about this like you know when we used to hang out back in the day and we weren't drinking like in high school Right, you know, and even in in my college days, like I didn't I didn't touch any alcohol until I was twenty four. Yeah, like I had maybe had a beer or something like that, but I, it was never a habit. Like I never drank. 
You're right. I, I had some when I was younger, but it wasn't like a constant for yeah. sure. I, I, I had like some MGD or something when yeah. I was younger, but it wasn't much. But anything. I didn't like ever. I never. I'd never been drunk until I was 24. Yeah. And then I had tequila, and it was all downhill from there. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it just it's interesting how things have changed. Like we used to hang out all the time without drinking, and uh, I think all through middle and high school, all through middle and high school and yeah. early college. Um, yep. It's just it's just weird how those things shift. And the great thing about alcohol is it does lower inhibitions. I think sure. it, it makes social situations easier to deal with. There's no doubt about that. It, it can. is a It can. And once you get used to that feeling of loosening up yeah. under the effects of alcohol, it is so easy because it, it just makes going to things that – parties and stuff where you may not know people. It makes it that much easier. It definitely can, but at the same time, if you don't use it as a crutch and try it – yeah. Then you can also find out that just your normal natural personality can can perfectly get through this situation too. Yeah. Like there's an initial concern of oh I got to have some drinks to like feel good, but if you go into it for like you know hour two hours mm-hmm. and then you'll realize like I'm perfectly fine I don't need this. Yeah, it's kind of it's 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 a crutch going into the situation and prepping for the situation because you know you will have alcohol to go into it. Yeah, it definitely helps. Yes. Yeah, and if. If you're like me, where you're kind of an extrovert, introvert, and like, there's plenty of times where I don't want to be around people. I will. Like, it helps. Me too. It, you and I are very similar <laughs> on that front. It just, it just, it just sucks when you, when you want to be, when you have to be social and you don't want to be. That's where alcohol really helps me. Well, like last night, <laughs> I, you know, I have a friend that lives across the alley, and yeah. if I was drinking, I probably would have gone over there and hung out. And last night, I was like, I'm not, and I really don't want to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I probably should push myself into those situations, and we did that yeah, day. We, we did. went over there earlier without alcohol, but at the same time, it's kind of like, yeah, I, I know what you mean, but it's dangerous to rely on alcohol as the reason to be able to be social and to go to events. Like, you need to be able to do it without it, which all this probably sounds really weird being on a beer podcast, I but know. I think it's a very important thing to address in the industry, though. Well, we you know, we don't, we don't get on the soapbox much on the show, yeah. but I think this is a very important thing. There, you know, there's like a a very good example is a local radio show here. There's somebody that used to drink a lot that does not. You and I listen to a lot, mm. and uh, somebody mentioned on there talking about it seems really weird that all these bars, you know, they some of them have serving limits, some of them don't, but they all have giant parking lots. Yeah. But we're all against drunk driving, but we're also all all okay to say let's go to the bar and have some drinks and then drive home, like. Yeah. It seems kind of weird on like a societal acceptance level, like you know. And then yeah. at the same time, we're living in a state that is very anti, you know, marijuana, gambling, all these other vices. Like we're anti all these vices except the one that's been grandfathered in that we're okay with dealing with all the time. Right. And people are okay with driving around, and we'll just have like drunk driving issues and stuff. I don't know. It's it's a really weird, convoluted, it's an interesting contradiction situation. Yeah. Yes, in my opinion. Yes, I I, I agree. I yeah. I mean, I think that's where Europe has has it right in a lot of situations is that they are much tougher about drinking and driving than we are in the States. We should be tough here. We should be. We should be. And you and I, I think we can both admit we've both been drunk drivers in the past and we probably should have got our asses handed to us. Absolutely. Right. I mean, it's a bad thing. Honestly, like I should have had multiple DUIs. Yeah, me too. I'm not begging for it, but like, think, you know, the great spaghetti monster in the sky that I never got a DUI. Me too. Yeah. I'm very I deserve multiple that. ones. Yeah. I, I do. I do too. I probably should have been in, in jail, you know, for the amount of, and it's, yeah. and I look back on it. And I was like, wow, like you're an idiot. Yeah. Part of it is the, uh, youthful indiscretion. And that's not an excuse. It's just sometimes yeah. you feel in alcohol contributes to the feeling of being invincible. Especially absolutely. when you're younger, you feel even more invincible about that. Absolutely. About yeah. Anything in the world. Um, and, I chalk it up to stupidity, and I'm very thankful I didn't go to jail because I should have been. I should be in jail. I should have been in jail multiple times. Me, yeah, at least half a dozen times minimum, maybe more. I, I should have been jailed. It, it's for all sure. it's all part of the maturing process. Yep. And now I'm at a point where I'm trying to find. I've had mental issues my entire life, like social, like dealing with family and all that. You know, it's just another phase of my evolution. Sure. I don't know that I'll ever have it all figured out. <laughs> I'm just trying to find new ways to cope with yeah, he, going to Who excess. has it all figured out? I don't know. Yeah, I know. But yeah. I'm, trying, I'm trying to find new ways to to live without coping with alcohol all the time. Right. Because it's, it's easy, and it's a fun easy, but it's too easy, and it's terrible for you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> when you drink to excess. It's good on a limited scale, terrible right. to excess, like many things. Everything in moderation. 
Well, like I said, we don't like to get on the soapbox much here, but I think this is a very important thing to address with people that drink beer. Yeah. Or any alcohol. I, I, I'm assuming most people that listen to this podcast probably don't just drink craft beer. They probably also drink other alcohols. Yeah. And it's just kind of an important topic in general. It is. I, yeah. I, think, it's, I think it's something you, you should constantly be evaluating your life. Absolutely, yes. So I, I did want to talk about one more thing. Well, two more things in respect to this. So one other thing he commented about, Sean, from uh, Hill Farmstead or Farm... <laughs> Why can't I remember this? Because we don't get their beer here, so... Yeah. I mean, I've, I'm aware of them, but uh, yeah, Hill, Hill Farmstead. I said that right. Um, I know they're highly rated. We've never had any of their beer, and we don't get it here. But yeah. uh, as part of this interview... He said he also expressed his concern at the rise of the internet and the subsequent decline of pubs, uh, changing with the, the way in which drinkers communicate, warning of psychological, physical, and societal consequences of a lack of interaction with another. I mean, it's he's not wrong. Um, he basically said he said, "quote If you think about what is responsible for people, what is responsible for people failing to communicate with each other face to face? It's the internet and the different mode of communication it has given rise to. Right. The way in which people interact with each other is drastically changing, and even the way in which we interact with beer is changing. And this is kind of ironic since we're on a beer criticism show here. But (laughs) he says, I know a lot of people who are highly critical of almost every single beer and never switch off. If you look at apps like Untapped, you have people rating every single beer they drink. Just put the fucking phone down and let's talk about something that is not in relation to the beer we're drinking." Right. And this, you know, this is a direct relation to this show because for a long time we went without reviewing beers. Yeah. And. Well, just, even now our reviews aren't really intense. They're, they're not kinda, like they used to be. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, we get a little picky, but we're not like, it's not like it was. Like, we were yeah. much more serious before. Not to say we don't have legitimate criticisms about the beer we're talking right. about. Um, but he's right. Like, you can't. And this is why we got away from it in the beginning because I was getting tired of being critical of. Yeah. I was over criticizing uh, and finding kind of the same thing when we used to review movies. Yeah. You know, you just, find flaws. You kinda, stop, yeah. I stopped enjoying movies for a long yeah. time as a result of that, because I was always just picking apart the flaws. Yep. Not that I still don't have my criticisms. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, we're all movies with brains. Yeah, of course. So it happens. Yeah. Um, like I just recently watched my first Tyler Perry movie and boy, was that a disaster. Yeah. Um, Holly just, Perry. I, did I say Holly Perry? Yeah. I meant Tyler Perry. Okay. Uh, yeah, Con- Confessions of a Marriage Counselor is a garbage movie. No, but anyway, most of those are yes. Um, it's, it's easy to be critical, and I think one thing we found out post twenty sixteen election yeah. is we have given rise to this hyperbolic culture, oh God, and yes. the ease with which we have to blast our opinions to the world is not a good thing. Right, I'm, I've gotten to the point now where I have receded from most of social media. Yeah, me too. And other than the show, yeah. Other than the show, like I don't, I have a Twitter account. I rarely post anymore. Yeah. And I found myself. It's only like nudes. That's pretty yeah, much it. I only put out dick pics. Yeah. Just, just, the, <laughs> but just the tip. Right. I had no, no shaft included. Just or just tip. sitting on the camera. One right. of the two. Yeah. Um, I just I don't tweet much anymore. Yeah. I, I and I when I go back through my own tweets, I'm like. And I've deleted a bunch of them. And you're free to go out there and see my stupid opinions about things. But like, I don't, I don't get out there and criticize anymore. I'm going to take you down with your former tweets. That's <laughs> what I'm going to do. Uh, maybe I should go lock my account. Um, <laughs> but I, I, you know, I find myself writing critical tweets. Yeah. And then I delete them. I'm like, this is exactly the person I don't want to be. I yeah. don't want to be that person anymore. I want to have a. Not to say that there are things I'm not enraged about in culture, politically speaking, sure. especially. I am, but I can't. So many people are sustaining themselves on criticism and rage to a hyperbolic point yep. that it has just it it's made me sick, and I'm tired yeah. of it. I'm so I'm so tired of this hyperbolic. Critical, I agree. Yeah, enraged culture, and it's we. It seems like the internet is fueled on anger alone these days. Yeah, and there's very little positivity. And as a straight white male, I realize I'm coming at that from a position of privilege. I understand that. <laughs> yeah. That's true. And yeah. I have I have the privilege of receding and not being angry all the time. I get that. I yeah. but I found what I found was it was affecting me all the time and that is no way to live. And I I I think that it would behoove all of us to pull back and stay off social media yeah. and talk just have like hang out, have a good time. Yeah. Go you back know, to the dick pics. Look, don't s- don't put exactly. don't put the political stuff, Only put the dick pics. Yeah. Dick pics. yeah. Like, I mean, there's so many things I hate about you, but now that I'm off the social media, I don't talk about those. You and I, we hang out, we bridge the gap, 
We hang out. And we have a good time. We enjoy tic tics together. Like, That's it. Like yeah. I don't. I don't like the fact that you like pleats. I'm a yeah. flat front man. Yeah, true. I'm enraged by the fact that you're a pleated man. I don't like the fact you like blue cargo shorts, and I like the I know, planes. You know, but somehow so, we're hanging out. I hate you, but I also love you. I know. So it's but kind of a weird I found thing. a way to yeah. love you because yeah. we may not agree on pleat or flat fronts or khaki yeah. or blue. Yeah. or dyes, colored dyes. But if we don't it, tweet about it, then we can we can right. get along. Now yeah. we're bridging the gap. Yeah, exactly. But it's just. It, I'm so sick of the enraged, constantly yeah. enraged culture. Um, I'm just tired of it, and yeah. I don't. I browse like I scan Twitter. Yeah, I just don't post it anymore, and I I have to roll my eyes so many times. There's so much stupid crap. Masturbate a little bit to it, of but course. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm constantly <laughs> splattering the phone. It's. I mean, my phone is like a Jackson right, Pollock right. painting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I never wipe it off. <laughs> well, that just adds to you know. So it just crusts it's over. A, it's a protective layer that you add to it. Yeah. So. Kel Surprise, there was a big reaction to this article. Can't believe it. Uh, no way. So Sean Hill had to get on Beer Advocate, and he, mm-hmm. somebody on Beer Advocate posted something in the forum about it. And I didn't Did Sean bother. Mullins also get on Beer Advocate? <laughs> of course, all the okay. Shans. Um, Sean Ryan also. Everything. <laughs> Sean yeah. Ryan from The Shield and Sean Mullins. That's good to do it. Um, Did Sean Bass get on there too? No, he's not allowed. Okay, fair enough. It has to be an S-H-A-W-N. Oh, okay, yeah. He's not a real person anyway. So Although Sean from Hill Farmstead is a, a UN guy. Oh, okay. But, um, of course, plenty of rage people. So, no surprise. Um, yeah. And I stay off, you know, so I stay off beer forums as well because sick of it. Oh, my God. But yeah. um, Sean decided he wanted to come clear the air a little bit, and he said. So to speak. Uh, yeah. This person had asked me my thoughts about dozens of topics, speaking of the journalist, and somehow had crafted a lead that made it seem as if I had intentionally sought a soapbox from which to speak. The material in the article he's speaking of was right. less than 5% of the entire conversation, but it purported to be much more than I could have ever imagined. Uh, I certainly take issue with the light in which this article portrays my thoughts as if I am some sort of new way prohibitionist with a puritanical self-righteousness. I was drinking half liters of Pilsner during this interview. <laughs> uh, he continues. I am made to appear that I took an interview in order to talk shit about all of my peers for being drunks and mentally ill. The quotes and leads are out of context and frankly, quite frustrating. I have, I frankly, I have some, you know, yeah, uh, issue with that. But uh, I was asked to conduct this interview as a coordinator with my keynote speech on innovation in the brewing industry. This was a casual interview that sadly ended up with some sort of sensational headline that was a modified version of our conversation. No soapbox, just an honest look at my life. And the interview seemed at the time very genuinely interested in learning more about Hill Farm, how Hill Farmstead came into existence. So little did I know. Okay, so if they were taken out of context, what was the context? And that, right. that, this is the problem I have. Everybody likes to say it's taken out of context. Okay, you're not denying you said those things. Right. Now, don't say taken out of context. Just say this was not the entirety of our conversation. This was not the focus of our conversation. You could have left, right. left it out of that. It was not taken out of context because you said those things and right. you were right about those and things. And it was in context, yes. He, frankly, I would have respected this more if he had said, I was right about what I said. I liked his first post better, yes. Yes. I agree. Like, you can say it was not the point of our conversation. It was very little part of our conversation, yep. but it was. But I'm not wrong. Well, like everything was said today, if yeah. somebody wanted to say, oh, Brewblood said this, I'd be like, yeah, we and, did. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely critiques around consuming a lot of alcohol. And there's, the thing no, is, there's no problem around that. He wasn't saying that people were being drunks or being mentally ill. Right. Those are those people choosing to take that attitude. Yeah. If I'm just going off what the article says... I don't have the rest of the context. Right. But if I'm just going off the quotes that in the article, he never said that people were drunks or he said basically people are using it as a coping mechanism right. to negative consequences. Right. And that we should all be a little more conscious of that. There's nothing That's wrong with that. That's a very good argument. And I wish I totally he, support that argument, yes, actually. It's a valid argument. Yeah. It's something we should all take note of and yeah. take to heart. So, you know, I have issue with, with his response. I think he should have just let it stand. Yep. I think he should have maybe just said, look, it was a small part of our interview. And he chose to make this the focus. Right. You know, but I'm not wrong about it. He's yeah. like, you know, nothing wrong with that. He's, I totally he agree, yes. to his own issues. Yep. He wasn't speaking, he was speaking for himself also. Right, yes. He wasn't just like pointing the finger, you know? Yep. Uh, it, it's frustrating. I, I totally agree, yep. So all this mental health issue aside, we're going to talk about Brewdog's nanny state today. In uh, fact, I think it kind of... Goes to the point. It does. Of this is a very low ABV beer. Very low ABV. And maybe like the way the industry is trending. And it's like low ABV beers are supposed to be the new hotness. Yep. And uh, we're going to get very critical and point many fingers after this. Yes. 
Hey guys, it's Nate. Maybe you remember me from my old podcast, The Hobo Shack. I'm back. I've got a new show. It's called The Cult of Personality, and it's on Radio Diabolus. Every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'll be playing music, doing some interviews, and some other random b- If you missed The Hobo Shack, this is the next best thing. Come listen on Radio Diabolus. That's radio-diabolus dot e-u. You can follow the show on Facebook at Cult of Personality. That's K-V-L-T of Personality. Or you can shoot me an email at cultofpersonality at gmail.com. Come spend your Friday nights with me on Radio Diabolus in the Cult of Personality. I'm back. I hope you guys are too. So are you someone who typically goes for low to non-ABV beers? You know, it depends kind of on the day. Like, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Because I don't. I I mean, as we've been talking about, I haven't been drinking as much. So when I do get the chance to drink, I'm <laughs> drinking something that's going to be kind of fairly high octane. But, you know, like if we're going to have like a pool day and it's 95 degrees outside, I actually like, you know, for example, the Easy Peasy IPA from Deep Ellum or something like that. Like, right. I like the three to four percent stuff. Okay, but I'm talking. It's like, kind of nice. I'm talking the what are considered non-alcoholic beers. Do you ever go for those? You're rolling, not, ro- not too rolling much. rocks. Was it, isn't that a non? Well, I mean, like, uh, what is it? Caliber? Col- uh, I can't remember. Um, there's there's a few that are like I guess stouts rolling rock, and rolling rock isn't. Anyways, um, that that's a regular beer. Yes, it's low ABV, but yes, it's regular. But yeah, like the uh, I think it's Caliber, and there's a couple other ones that have like no ABV. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd be okay with that on occasion if it actually tasted good. I think the, the U.S. has a real problem with actually having decent tasting low ABV to no ABV beers. They usually taste like crap. That's true. Let's and, just be honest, yeah. And frankly, when people, as we've been talking about, people want to get effed up. Yeah. They want to get altered, go a little sideways. But I will say for me, though, like I actually like the taste of beers, unlike you, even though we're both on beer podcast. <laughs> So if there is a nice tasting beer that had no ABV, I'd actually be okay with that because I, like I would like to taste of, it. I like the taste of beer. I don't like the taste of crap beer. Yeah, like I, I'm not going to drink agree. non-alcoholic I'm beer just to have. Just ABV giving you a hard time, just kicking you in the proverbial nuts, you know. If all, literal, if, yes. If a non-alcoholic beer tasted like a KBS or something, yeah. then I would drink it. It's yeah. just that no, they. That's don't, what they I'm thinking of. Like yes, that. like that's why I've always wanted this one, and I'm very excited about the one today because. I saw you cannot get this in the U.S. Mm-hmm. We fortunately have, uh, you know, Mike Sick and Mike that, uh, you know, stuck it up uh, Kit's ass and right. sent it back over here to the Americas. And we're actually able to try the one low to no ABV beer that I've wanted to try for a long time. It's probably been a couple years at this point. And that's the uh, Brewdog Nanny State we're talking about. Now, yes. this one in particular, they have uh, the, it's in a uh, half percent alcohol, 0.5 ABV. Yeah. It has gone as high as the high octane 1.1% previously. It has an IBU of 45. And it's interesting, Beer Advocate puts this in the non-alcoholic beer category, but technically it's a pale ale. Right. It's a West Coast-inspired pale ale, but it's not an IPA. This was a Kit Anus beer, right? It was a Kit Anus beer, yes. Okay, just making sure. I pulled it fresh out of his butt today. Yeah. Okay, just making sure how fresh yep. it was, yeah. So the uh, description for this beer, it's really it's written really weird. I thought maybe just some untapped user added it, but I think yeah. this is an official BrewDog, because I saw it multiple places, <laughs> description. And this time, it is all about the beer, and the beer is awesome. Gone are the 200-plus IBU, which brought grown men to tears. Our new nanny state is 0.5% ABV and focuses on being a great drink as opposed to a great publicity ploy. The beer is now focused with two S's on getting all that all that is good about BrewDog into a practically alcohol-free format. It's a West Coast-inspired pella with a difference. Another exclamation point. The beer a has difference, 40, okay. The beer has 45 IBUs and is brewed with Centennial, Amarillo, Columbus, Cascade, and Simcoe hops, and intensively dry hops with Centennial and Amarillo. The backbone is provided by eight different types of specialty malts with, um, whatever. You don't care about that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Yes, Nanny State will leave, will tantalize your taste buds and leave you yearning for more. Now, this is not a well-rated beer. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's on Beer Advocate. It only, gets, uh, it only has 49 ratings. On Beer Advocate, it gets a 3.12 out of 5. 
uh, only 49 ratings. Ray Beer gets a 25 overall. Wow. But 95 in style. I'm guessing like the, that, is the style no ABV? <laughs> I think so, if I remember right. Yeah, I forgot to note yeah. that, but that's quite. The, I think that's maybe the biggest disparity we've ever seen between yeah. overall and style. I would agree. Yes, and Untapped gives it a two point seven eight out of five with over thirty thousand unique reviews. Wow! Okay. So it is not well rated. That's unfortunate because amongst the no no ABV beers. It always seemed to be one of the higher ones. Okay, so the overall impression of a pale ale, which is what we're going to go with, since it's supposed to be a non-alcoholic pale ale, is that it uh, should be refreshing and hoppy, yet with sufficient supporting malt. And as they said in the description, they use eight different backing malts. So that's a sufficient amount of malt. So the aroma on this beer... So you, first of all, we should say, what are you expecting for this beer? Are you expecting... To, I mean, given the low ratings we've already talked about... <laughs> well, I would still expect like the profile to be somewhat like a... I don't know, like a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, something like that, you know? That's fair. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the profile of like a Pale Ale, uh, like very generic standard Pale Ale. That's what I would hope for, yes. Yeah, I'm surprised that just based on ratings, I would expect more out of BrewDog. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, But we shall see. So the aroma of a uh, Pale Ale, this is an American Pale Ale, I should say, not an English Pale ale. Um, the aroma should be uh, usually moderate to strong hop aroma, sometimes citrusy or fruity. It's moderate. It's a little bit citrusy. It's kind of, um, it's a, like if you really stick your schnoz in there, Yeah, it's a little dank, actually. Yeah, but I would say moderately. It's moderately. Not, it's, it's not, not overpowering. overwhelming, yeah. It's not like a dank bomb. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely not. You're not using one of those volcano vaporizer things. Right. Uh, it's not quite that. Yeah. But it's a little, a little grassy, a little, uh, yeah, little earthy, grassy, yeah, little hempy. Yep, kind of smells like someone that I don't know, like weed jeans or something. Got a little weed yeah. smoke in your jeans, something like that. True, yeah. Um, the Looks like your undies after you, you know, smoke a lot. Yeah, I only smoke with the uh, and then you throw them in my, my face. Head. Yeah, the appearance should be pale golden to deep amber, uh, with a moderately large to off white head with good retention. It's definitely amber. It is definitely an amber. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It is. It's like a. It's a good bronze color. It's like a reddish, yeah, reddish bronze, bronze, amber, rusty. It's like a dark bronze. Yeah, it's like a rusty color. Rusty, yeah. Yeah. And I would say head retention is pretty good for this beer. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. And it is uh, like lightly white. Light lightly, tan. yes. Now, the most important, of course, is flavor and mouthfeel. Nah. Usually a moderate to high hop flavor. Uh, low to moderately high clean malt character supports the hot presentation and may show small amounts of specialty malt character of bread, toast, or biscuits, and mouthfeel should be medium light to medium body, carbonation moderate to high, and smooth finish without astringency. So carbonation's high. Hop flavor is fairly high, but there is an extreme, extreme bitter back end on this thing. Like it tastes like the most bitter of bitters that you can possibly ever find in your entire life. This is really soapy. Yeah, it's soapy and bitter. Do you feel the bitter too? Like, am I out it's on that? Bitter, bit? but not in a pleasant way. Oh, oh, no, no, I don't mean in a pleasant way. It's bad bitter. It's like nasty. It's getting worse. Um, the more it just yeah, sits in my mouth. Yeah, that's so unfortunate. Um, because I was really hoping that Brewdog would get a low ABV beer right, but and I realize it's probably a real challenge to try to make a flavorful, sure, yeah, non-alcoholic beer. But I don't think this is a high watermark by any stretch. Man, yeah, that really kicks the back of the palate hard. And it's really, like you said, it's kind of like, you know, if you cursed and your mama stuck like a bar of soap in your face. It's like a Christmas story when Ralphie. That's very much like the Ralphie Christmas story soap incident. (laughs) That's what that is. I mean, it's not not good. It's It's very bitter. It's very soapy. Um, very just generally unpleasant. It's generally um, it really kind of hurts my tongue. Like it's, huh, I won't man. go. I, w- I won't go that far. But as far as hurting tongue, but uh, my, like my I tongue do, is angry. I'll I put think it that the way. only thing I enjoy about this beer is the carbonation. Carbonation is good. I yeah. think it's pleasantly carbonated. Like yeah. it is. It's light and crisp, and it's very well carbonated. But that's all I can say about it. This makes me very happy that I did not request a case of this from Mike, Steph, and Mike to send to me because yeah. I considered doing that because it was like, oh, this will be a good, this will be a good non-alcoholic beer. I could try it over here, but I'm like, this is punishment and not in that fun Fifty Shades uh, way. Man, this is not sweating your ass in a pleasant way. This is no. 
this is sweating your ass and causing bruising and extremely deep uh, gashes. I mean, this is not. This, this is, is not good. I hate that too, man. I was really hoping this would be. Good. I know. I'm I so had high expectation. I like Brewdog. A lot of stuff they do. Am I wrong? Man, it's it's, it's like it's, eating earwax or something. It's like dish soapy, right? It's dish soap, earwax, bitter. Um, the carbonation, like you said, is good, but that doesn't save it. You know, it's, I like if again, this is another option. This is why I would never go for non-alcoholic beer because yeah. I might even say that this is worse than other examples I've had. I'd rather I would ha- I'd rather this. have Caliber uh, Stout. I mean, that's better than this. I like would some never, of the. I would never drink this under any circumstance. Some of the U.S. options are actually way better than this. I'll be honest. Oh, man. And this is not... They're not great, but the U.S. options are better by far than this. Like, and that this ain't is, saying much. This is hurting. This is this is painful. This, this is, is painful beer. This is lemon crueler bad. Yeah. I think, might, I think if you dug your finger in your ear and tasted it, it'd be like this. I think this might be worse than lemon crueler. <laughs> this is a... And I don't it's like to really say. Bad. I don't like to say this. This is a drain pour beer. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's it's really bad. It's really really bad. I mean, it's got. It's trying to be hoppy. It's trying to be bitter. I don't like to use the words drain pour, but this is bad. Yeah, it's not. It's not working at all. It's really bad. The only thing that's got going for it for me is the carbonation. Is yeah, I'd really like this level of carbonation. I wish more beers had that. <clears throat> and you know, I'm trying not to taint it with high expectations, being brew dog and being a low ABV beer, but. I, I don't think that's what it is. I think it's just bad. <laughs> I don't think it's me trying to hype it up. I just think it's nasty. I think it, I might have rather had the 1.1% ABV with the absurd hop hop character. If it had yeah. some, absurd, uh, some absurd IBU, I think I might enjoy that more. Yeah. As it is, I wonder if the lower IBU here is giving it that soapy quality. It might. I, I I don't know what's doing it, but man, it is not working. Like you said, soapy, bitter. Um, you know, and I, I love piney. I love mm-hmm. double IPAs. That's not what's hurting it. The, it can be as piney as hell, and I would love it. But it's something yeah. about the fact that it's piney and bitter that just kind of taints it in a weird way. It, and it's it, really it tastes thin really too. weird. Yeah, it's but it's, it's kind of thin. I understand it's not alcoholic. It's probably going to be thin. I, yeah. I, I'm a little more forgiving on that respect, but yeah. the taste is just bad. The thin's fine. Like it's not the thickness that bothers me. It's the it's the bitter, just kill my palate taste that I'm not a fan of. Yeah, I am really yeah. disappointed by this beer. Yeah, I agree. So ratings, <sighs> man. For me, <laughs> I think that says it all. I, I had such An exasperated sigh. Yeah, I had such high hopes, and now I have such low hopes. Well, not hopes. I've already tasted it, so yeah, such low results. Um, I gotta say, like the hope versus actual what occurred factor, if that's even a thing. Um, I was hoping for like a thousand thumbs up, and what I got was like five thousand thumbs down. Yeah, and so I'm gonna say too bitter, too nasty. Oh my gosh! I really have to give it like forty-five thumbs down. I wouldn't recommend it. I would say if you're going to get something, get one of the domestic non-ABV beers. Um, they are better, especially the stouts. And some of the there's even one that's kind of like a slightly hoppy. That's a domestic. I think it's another caliber beer. Um, I'd go that way over this because don't pay the international shipping cost. It's not worth it, even though it's Brew Dog who has a name. Got to say. 45 thumbs down. Uh, yeah, I am severely disappointed by this beer. I expected more out of BrewDog. This, honestly, this formula, they, I am more forgiving of smaller breweries when they don't dump a beer because it really affects their bottom line if they make a bunch and it doesn't work. Yep. BrewDog has enough money that they, this should not have made it out of, I'm sorry, this should not have made it out of the, the first batch. This is just not yeah. good. Yeah, it's, it's not even just disappointing. It's just not good. Yeah. I and I you know, I love Brewdog. I think I've yeah. loved every beer I've had of theirs, just about. Yeah. This is the first beer I've ever been disappointed by them and severely disappointed at that. I expected so much more out of them. I yeah. applaud them for trying it. Yeah. Me too. But there's a big difference between trying and releasing. 
And this is, I mean, this is so dish soapy. I just can't do it's this. It's like drinking a Vatadon. It's really not. Yeah, yeah. it's very, I don't know if it's. Not that uh, I've done that, but I'm assuming this is what it would taste like if you did do that. It's very dish soapy. It's yeah. very, yeah, it's like Dawn. It's, I am just, I'm, I'm mad. I'm getting to yeah. the point where I'm mad about this beer. Yeah. And I think this might be more disappointing than the Lemon Cruller, and that's saying something. So that I had no expectations. For me, I was looking for low ABV beers. This one was rated one of the top ones. And I'm yeah. like, I don't know how that happened after tasting it. Maybe that yeah. was the 1.1% one, one, 1. 1 one. Maybe that one was better. Maybe. But I expect more out of Brewdog. Yeah. I'm glad we don't get this in the United States. Yeah. Because I would smash. Don't even ship it over here. Just don't even bother. It's, yeah. not, it's not worth your time. No. Honestly, just go grab an O'Doul's or something. Yes. I, I just... Or just don't just drink some water. Have a yeah. nice refreshing cup of water. Have a fruit juice. Have, have yes. something else. Exactly. It'll all be better than this. Have a nice cran grape or something. Yes. Just don't waste your time. It's not yes. even worth it. Uh, man, I have no choice but to give this like 203 thumbs down. Yes. This is my least favorite beer we've ever done on the show. Wow. Yeah, it's it's definitely down there for me too. Um, I don't remember Lemon Cruller well enough, but this gives it a run. I'll admit that. It's just, it's bad. Don't drink it. Don't drink nanny state. And we're not no nanny like, state. Just ignore. No, no nannies. Yeah. No nannies. Go for the Tokyo. Don't go for the nanny state. Go, <laughs> go, go the other ABV. direction. Don't go for the nun. <sighs> I'm so, so, so sad. Sad. So sad. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Brew Bloods. If you're not subscribed to the show, you should be. It's absolutely free, and you can subscribe anywhere fine podcasts can be found. Through Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Spotify, or any podcast app out there. Above all, please tell a friend about us. We'd really appreciate it. If you want to reach out to us, you can find us as at BrewBloods on all the social networks or email us at BrewBloodsShow at gmail.com. That's BrewBloodsShow at gmail.com. So for everyone here at BrewBloods, this is Mark saying pros.